Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Well, it's another interesting day in the news cycle, but it always is. Yeah. Um, the big story a lot of people are talking about is the 75-year-old Utah man who was, uh, I guess he made some threats on Facebook against uh, the president. I say threats. Uh, I, I read one of the posts. Let me read let me read yeah, you what well, he wrote. Let's hear what he. Let's hear what he. Yeah, this guy. This of, guy. Right? His name is Craig Robertson. He's seventy-five. He he wrote. I hear Biden is coming to Utah, digging out my old ghillie suit, and cleaning the dust off the M twenty-four sniper rifle. Robertson allegedly said in a social media post, according to the complaint, no further details of the raid are provided. But since this report came out, which was uh, yesterday afternoon, there there are more details. Uh, apparently, uh, it was a bunch of FBI uh, people there, all in body armor, and I guess they even had one of those, uh, uh, you know, assault vehicles. And they they came up at six fifteen in the morning, and this guy they say this guy came to the door with a gun. It's six fifteen in the morning. They're pounding on his front door, uh, and he's probably never had this happen before in his life, and. I mean, some people would just automatically go down to the front door with a gun, you know? Uh, I have at 2.15 in the morning when I had somebody pounding on the door. That was a cop. I went down with a 9 millimeter in my boxers and my uh, pajama top. <laughs> you know, well, there's a sight for you because, uh, you know, there was yeah, those Yeah, if the boxers. gun doesn't kill you, the scene will. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they, they were backed up from the door, and I said, yeah, I do have a weapon. And I set it up, you know, because they came to the back door. So yeah. I, I put it to the side. And, you know, we had a nice 15-minute conversation about something that uh, had nothing to do with me. But either way, you know, they knew that, and they knew that it didn't. Yeah. You know, but they, you know, they were on duty. They had to, you know, do this. And You know, it, it, the thing that gets me is the details we get on this uh, raid they come from the FBI, and we're just supposed to take them at, at face value as being the truth. I mean, uh, they said... Well, I have a suggestion for the FBI. I'm sure they're like police officers and wear body cams. Well, you would well, think... I don't think cam. they do, Bill. I don't think the FBI wear body cams. So they're autonomous. You have to take their word for it? Oh, yeah. They, well, they're running an internal investigation right now. You'll be pleased to know. And I'm sure that after the internal investigation is done, they will find that they were uh, in the right. And they'll ask us all to move on. My what? Well, this, know, this guy no. is this guy, by the way, is um, uh, I think he was a veteran, an Air Force veteran. Um, I guess he must have been a sniper in Vietnam if he talks about the uh, the rifle that he has and uh, the ghillie suit. Um, yeah, I, he's dusting off the old rifle, the sniper gun. All right. Which means it's never been used in years. That that was a tongue-in-cheek, you know, uh, line that he said. You know how many times I have seen Democrats post, you know, I, I I wish somebody would take Trump out. I'd take him out if I saw him. I see that a million times. The left can do this. Oh, yeah. They can sit there and they can express their oh, opinion. Robert the De Niro. Right Robert De Niro wanted to punch him in the mouth or in the face. That's uh, a threat. Kathy Gifford uh, was seen holding up, uh, remember the bloodied head of President Trump? Uh, uh, Johnny Depp said, uh, where's a assa good assassin uh, when you need one or something along those lines? Um, 
Uh, I mean, these people are constantly making threats They're against narcissists. Trump. They yeah. are narcissists. What's good for them is not good for thee. And I'm sorry, but they, they gaslight the news. They take everything and they twist it. And a narcissist is a person that will sit there and make you question what it is that you truly believe and think. And they want to control your mind. They want to control your thoughts. And it's a one-sided conversation because they're all about control and power. Yeah. And anybody that's in that party that feels and thinks that way, you are a narcissist. And you need to get off the island. Um, and the I'm FBI, not going to pay for the boat. I'll throw you off the island. The FBI in Salt Lake City said the shooting occurred around 6.15 a.m. local time, while special agents attempted to serve arrest and search warrants at a residence in Provo. Provo. Why did they serve it like at 9 o'clock? I'm just saying. Why did they have to do it at 6.15 a.m.? The FBI takes all shooting incidents involving our agents or task force members seriously, the FBI said in a statement. In accordance with FBI policy, the shooting incident is under review by the FBI's inspection division. This ah, is like this is like uh, uh, the self-inspection. Yeah, exactly. How about an independent committee? Well, how about an independent inspection committee? Let's not get crazy, wrong, Bill. No, Come no, on, no, that's no, that's no, asking no. too much. And and, and if if they're found wrong, they get a fair trial. And then if they're found wrong. They go to they they go up on murder charges. They said every by the way, stinking one of them. This poor man was, uh, and I say poor man. He's seventy five years old. His neighbors said he was a threat to no one. They said he was frail, that he walked around for the most part with a cane, that he went to church and was well liked by fellow parishioners. This and is the this FBI is, knew this. They this, investigate everything before they go and do it. They knew they could take this guy out, and they did it. It was a hit. Well, who, who gave the order? Well, I, how high did it go? His name is Craig Robertson, 75 years old, does not have a record, um, was a good neighbor. The, the people in the neighborhood said he, he was a great friend, a good guy to have in the neighborhood. They did say he was uh, a, a MAGA supporter. They said he was very pro. Oh, there's his problem Well, right they there. said he was very pro-Trump and very outspoken, and I guess some of the things he said, obviously, uh, if, the, if that uh, social media post that he put up there is uh, an indication, he probably stepped over the line with the, with the words that he said, but the fact of the matter is they were just words. You know, somebody said, and I heard this this morning, couldn't they have just picked up the phone or dropped by with one car and uh, taken him aside and Maybe say, can we have a conversation? Can we talk to you for a few minutes? Do you think they had to pull up with uh, a military presence at 6.15 in the morning and uh, with guns drawn, obviously, because they peppered him? They peppered him with bullets. The guy was dead before he knew it. And uh, I, I think that's an indication of the environment we're living in well, right now in this country, you know? He's a veteran. You know what the last thing that went through his head was? Why'd I do I that? Fought, I, why, I, fought for, yeah. I fought I fought for the wrong country. That, what, and that's the message uh, that they just sent out to I all I mean, this guy neighbors. was over in Vietnam. He fought for he, the wrong he, country. He, well, he, he did, well I, I think that when he fought for the country, it was, it was a, a, better a much better place. place. Yeah. Exactly but, but, right. It, but, yeah, but apparently some of these people that were in charge then now have total control now. I well, mean, 
there's there the the snakes are all showing their head even bernie sanders you know where he quietly took campaign funds and routed them yeah two hundred thousand dollars wasn't it bill yeah, two hundred thousand dollars to his son yeah. and his wife's nonprofit organization. You know, now uh, you like a true a non- socialist. Yeah, he's a socialist. Like a true socialist, uh, he wrote a two hundred organization. Yeah. We don't make money with that, really. Yeah. You don't pay yourself salaries with that money. What is it? You, you gotta me? love it. Well, it's isn't. all for charity. Is that what you're saying, Bernie? You're you're helping people with it, or are you helping yourself? You know, uh, speaking of assassin, assassinations, I don't know whether you heard about this, but this is close enough where it should have gotten some attention. But, you know, I, when I was away for the long weekend um, mm-hmm. on, a, on a family thing, and uh, uh, I was, I had a chance to pay a little bit closer attention to mainstream media because I wasn't with just myself. I mean, I couldn't control the TV sets. You kind of watch what people are watching. And, uh, you know, people have on the ABC News or CBS News or NBC News. And, of course, they don't give you the whole story anymore. They, they just don't do it. There's so many things that they just uh, avoid because then it's not what they want to tell you. It's not the story that they want to uh, dictate to you. But, um, but like, for example, here's a story about uh, an Ecuador, Ecuadorian right-wing presidential candidate. His name is Fernando Villa Vicencio. Villa Vicencio. Villa, yeah. See that fast five. Villa Vicencio. Villa Vicencio. Villa Vicencio. Yes. Uh, Fernando Villa Vicencio. Presidential candidate. Uh, he was assassinated at a campaign rally on Wednesday. Uh, he was reportedly shot in the head three times. He was being escorted out by the security, his security, and uh, th- I was thinking, boy, what a lousy job they did. They got him into the car. I saw the video of, of the assassination, and it wasn't until he was in the car that they took him out. You would have thought that they would have had some kind of bulletproof uh, glass or something, some protective, uh, uh, you know, isolation. They wouldn't just stick him in like a cab, you know, but they stuck him in the car that— uh, you, you heard about six rounds go off, bang, 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 and the poor guy was gone, absolutely gone. But have you uh, noticed? Have you noticed? Take the seventy-five-year-old man. Take that that man. And this has been going on all over the country. There have been hits going on. It's like somebody is putting down a hit. Well, this is that's Ecuador, but out. that's close enough for government work. I mean, this well, is yeah. I mean, Ecuador, but there, it's going on in the United States too. A lot of it. People are being taken out. There's hits going on. Who's given the order to take out? Uh, you know, they'll say, "Well, they're condescending." Vo-, you know, they're 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 voices against us. Are they voices against you or voices of freedom that are speaking and are they, up? Are and they being out? made an example to the rest? That's uh, exactly what's going yeah. on. Look at the uh, look at the Antifa trial that went on in uh, Portland, Oregon. What was it? The uh, oh, I heard uh, about this. Yeah, yeah, the. the, uh, the NGO or whatever was this the uh, the the uh, defense attorney? The defense attorney sat there and went to the jury and said, "I am Antifa, and we know who you are." So So I would have, I would have just, if I were the judge, I would have said, "Okay, this trial is over. This trial is over as of now. This is a mistrial. We're going to try this again, but you can't pull a stunt like this in my courtroom. It's done." So the jury came back and said, not liable, not liable, because they were too intimidated 
They were intimidated. So we have, you know, when when the scales of justice have been taken out of the equation, we have no we yeah. have no judicial system that's worth a damn anymore. We have no liberties. We have no. Well, look freedom. what happened in in twenty twenty. Is it twenty twenty when they had the riots in Seattle and in Portland and mm-hmm. in Minneapolis? The one thing that would have stopped it all, the one thing that would have stopped it all, nobody did. As a matter of fact, I watched some clips yesterday on some of the uh, left-leaning cable news channels, and they were talking, the people on the uh, programs, they were older clips, were saying how wrong it was that anyone would even suggest sending in the troops. They, mm-hmm. they At some point during those riots, one of, I think it was uh, Tom Cotton, Senator Tom Cotton, had suggested we send in the troops now. Time to send in the troops. And most people in the country, I do believe, were thinking the same thing. Where the heck are the troops? The mm. the one thing that would have stopped these people from burning down the city or, or ruining the businesses would have been that kind of a presence. And they, it may the left may say, well, that's the wrong image. You don't want to send that image. Wait a second. It's it's an image of control, an image of law and order, and and I know we're kind of we're kind of vacillating here. We talked about the FBI going in and shooting that guy Craig Robertson. That was an image, but that was the wrong image. That was they were going after one citizen at six fifteen in the morning who had said the years old. Yeah, he's fought for the country, and maybe he is conservative. Maybe he is MAGA, but that so is what? the so what. You know, and maybe he sat there and got carried away with his words. Now, okay, if he did that, which apparently he did, but he didn't. He didn't say it as he he did it as a joke. But you don't joke about hey, stuff. Hey, how like many that. how many violent things have MAGA people done since MAGA came into existence? I would submit nothing. Don't blame January sixth. I got more on that coming up. I mean, the January sixth thing. If you look really closely at this thing looks like it was a staged event it was a planned event and many of these people who were protesters were there to incite the situation not to protest these the election well you know trump i think is getting a little worried about and frustrated and worried because frustrated in the fact that the republicans are sitting there going now ah, we're going to impeach we're going to impeach when the hell are you going to impeach oh, now my the God. left is going well you know uh, even if they impeach Biden, it's not going to work. They're not going to get all the votes. Who the hell cares? Impeach the SOB. Well, you heard about Mitch McConnell. He, Mitch McConnell. Oh, Mitch, he said, I, uh, I don't see any reason why uh, we should get into this uh, impeachment mode. Somewhere because otherwise it's going to be. Yeah. We well, you, you impeach us. Well, you know what? Joe stamped over a lot of lines here. And you know what? Let's go back to the election. You know, and and what's going on in Michigan? I mean, you've got uh, you've got guns, uh, you've got uh, well. They, they, I, I have to go back to the page where I wrote all the stuff down. If I hear one more person say, uh, "Stop talking about the 2020 elections," start talking about the 2024 elections, I'm gonna I'm gonna puke because if you don't fix what was wrong with 2020 then you cannot expect 2024 to be any different. What they what did uh, was it Einstein who said uh, if you do the same thing over and over again and expect a different outcome that's the definition of insanity. Mm-hmm. You know, and I guess what I'm saying is that if they don't fix what happened in 2020 and if they do the exact same thing again, 
you know it's going to be the exact same outcome. They're exactly. going to, it'll be another outcome where a guy who spends most of his time in his basement and speaks to crowds of maybe six to ten people gets 81 million votes. Are you kidding me? Gag me. That's uh, that, 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 that he didn't do it. Okay, let's go to the uh, let's go to Michigan. Guns, burner phones, uh, fake registrations found in Michigan. Uh, you know, uh, it, it was one of their uh, uncovered 2020 yeah. voter fraud. Uh, yeah, but look when they, they find they had, it now. They find it now, and they're still trying to suppress it. And and it's tied directly to Joe Biden and his campaign. So yeah. Joe knew about it. Joe knew that he didn't win the election. They stole the election with guns, and they stole it with, hey, uh, you know, burner Bill, phones. Bill, if this were an honest country right now, as soon as somebody came out with uh, a movie like 2,000 Mules, there would have been uh, a hearing right away. There would have been uh, a, a real look into how they found their information. But instead, as soon as that movie came out, 2,000 Mules, the the left went uh, full court press against it. Oh, that's nonsense. Uh, that's well, right-wing propaganda. What's you the know. current movie now? The Voice of Freedom or something? Sound like of Freedom. Yeah, Sound, Sound of Freedom. Of freedom. Yeah. Which has been doing well at the box office. Unbelievably well, yeah. But now, now to the rescue, and it wasn't doing that well, and it got all the bad reviews, and now to the rescue. Barbie, Barbie. Barbie is oh my god! You know, and the first ever woman that uh, that uh, did a billion dollar blockbuster film. It wasn't a billion dollar film before, and quite honestly, I only know a handful full of people that have gone to it, and they go, "Yeah, it's really ridiculously stupid," but eh, you know, it's it's funny in some ways, and that's not an endorsement. You know what? A, what a distraction! At what point will Hollywood get back to making movies Never. that uh, truly entertain you? I mean, great thrillers. Great uh, suspense movies, great maybe horror movies. I mean, it's a propaganda wing of the left, and it's always going to be that. And apparently, it's been that for a long time. I mean, at one time, yeah, they put out great movies. Speaking of movies, I got to tell you one thing. I watched this movie on Netflix, and it got all this, uh, it got all this promotion. You know, got to see this movie. It's uh, it's terrific. It was a Polish movie with uh, English dubbing. It was right off the bat. I knew I shouldn't have watched it. I knew. About the flood? No, no. It, it was. Oh. Uh, it was called, and I'll think of it. I'm sure as the uh, as soon as we're finished recording this program, it'll come to me. But uh, it was. It was probably the mo- the worst movie I've seen in my life. But they put a lot of money into it because they had mm. a ton of money for special effects, and they shot everything. I mean. Th- the hero in this movie shot everything that moved. I mean, they shot, you know, if if a meter maid came up to say, hello, sir, they got shot. I mean, it was just... Yeah. it was just, her skirt up, they, uh, she'd get they shot. Got, yeah. They had a budget for special effects that wouldn't quit. If they had put that money into a script, well, that might have been a different story, but uh, this thing was a total turkey. And I thought, this is what we're dealing with. I'm spending all this money for these extra services, and they're not performing with great films anymore. I mean, occasionally yeah. you get a good one. Like I, the Jack Ryan movie was a good was a good movie. The Jack Ryan, the last uh, the last episodes or whatever ever it is, um, was well done. And there are a few others, but they surround it with a sea of of stupidity. Well, they don't they don't want to pay writers anymore, and they got AI that can write. And you know who's to say that these AIs are really truly original? Because how AI works mm. is based on 
information from the past that was done by humans. Oh. So they could take your scripts, they could take every script known to man that was considered good, throw it into the computer and say, generate me a film on um, the, whatever. The movie was called Soul Catcher. And I thought, Soul well, I thought that, is, that an interesting title. I thought, well, what's this about? Is it about somebody goes out and catches souls? Not really. It just uh, was an interesting uh, title, and uh, we'll, we'll put it on it, but it really doesn't have, have any... I have a soul to catch. It, I don't know that does, we have a soul in America It, it doesn't really have anything to do with the, the script, but, I mean, it. They, that was the name it of the movie. Sounded cool. Oh, it was a... This thing, it was so much of a turkey, you could have saved it and eaten it on Thanksgiving. Okay? I mean, it's just, this was bad. But uh, this is where we're at. You know, we, we're not making great entertainment. This Barbie movie... If you had told me that they would make a Barbie movie, even 10 years ago, I would have laughed. Come on. Nah, I mean, Everybody it, would have laughed 10 years ago, and they even laughed when it came out. But all of a sudden, the media needs it, and they're going to, they're going to take it and, and use it to, to whatever mm. end they have. The, you know, the climate change thing. I saw Joe the other day. Finally, finally, there's evidence that climate change is real. Well, and we're destroying the planet. Joe, there is no absolute concrete positive proof that we are affecting climate change and that it's a natural phenomena. So it is a big lie, and you're a big liar, and he knows that. Well, he did a one-on-one -on -one interview with a reporter from the Weather Channel. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like CNN or Fox or NBC. or It was the Weather Channel, and he was talking about preparing the military with... Uh, with climate, uh, well, let him, let, let's see what he says, okay? How is the U.S. preparing the military? Well, we're preparing the military by trying to deal with the climate stuff. For example, many of the bases that have flooded, many of these massive floods, they've flooded out military bases in the Midwest and the South. That has a profound impact on readiness. And so what we have to do is change the way in which we generate energy. And that's that's the whole of it. And the military is doing their part. You see, I had a difficult time explaining what that clip was about because he had a difficult time saying it. And uh, anyway, yeah, and he knows so much about energy because look at the cars and the buses that he's been involved with. Oh, wait, they all went defunct, even the current bus. And then the old car back in 2009, although he got money for it, he is he's a snake oil salesman. Yeah. And he's coming to your house to sell you snake no, oil. No, he's coming for your wallet. That's what he's well, doing. Well, no, you know, hand over your wallet, and I'll give you the snake oil because <laughs> it's it's climate. Hey, you'll love this, Bill. He was talking to this reporter, and she was an attractive young lady who was doing a good job. She was talking to the president of the United States. No matter who that president is, you have to be kind. I was going to say she was talking to Trump. No, she. That's true. No, but she was. She was. It was an important interview for her, you know, and she's doing a good job. And he's giving an answer. He's giving an answer. And when you hear him pause for a second and say, and say, you've got a bug on you. I want you to understand that at that moment, he took his right hand, he leaned forward and he uh -huh. wiped her breast. Okay. Uh -huh. wiped I her saw that. Here's, here's how it went. Are you prepared to declare a national emergency with respect to climate change? I've already done that. Nationally, we've conserved more land. We've moved into we've 
join the Paris Climate Accord. We passed a $368 billion climate control facility. We're, we're, we're moving. It's the, it is the existential threat to humanity. So you've already declared that national emergency. Well, in the practice, you have a bug on it. Oh, thanks. Appreciate it. So you've already declared that national emergency. Practically speaking, yes. Yeah. He's trying. She's trying to be professional, but the guy can't take his hands off young people. He's no, either he's, sniffing he's, their yeah. hair or, or touching their shoulders, massaging them. I mean, didn't he uh, even say in one speech, "Yeah, I, I met a young girl that I just couldn't resist." You know, a kid. You know, and I'm like going, that is a pedophile. Yeah. But, you know, it sounds like every speech he does, it sounds like he's kind of sleeping through his answers there. But he does like one word, existential. That's the biggest, well, that's the most existential. Do you, remember when he, do you remember when he said this? But guess what? Well, we got a lot to do. You got to say hi to me. <laughs> we go back a long way. She was 12, I was 30, but anyway... That's the old joke. She was 12 and I was 30. Like, that's funny. That's funny. She was 12 and I was 30. Come on. What, what, he listened to Bobby Goldsboro, Summer the First Time, The Hot Afternoon. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that that was a lot. He got got grief for that song, too. Bobby Goldsboro did. Uh, Uh There was some talk about him uh, being a little more into that kind of stuff than just writing songs about it. Um but anyway, that's a, that's for another time. Um, Peter Ducey is back. He was away, I guess, on uh, paternity leave, and uh, he's holding nothing back. He just uh, walked up to Joe Biden, asked him about Devin Arch's sworn testimony implicating the president in Hunter Biden's business deal. And it went like this. New Mexico, where President Joe Biden just answered a question by our own Peter Ducey following last week's uh, Devin Archer interview. Peter Ducey is in Bellin, New Mexico for us. Uh, what did you get, Peter? Sandra, we got a first-of-its-kind reaction to that testimony. Nobody has asked President Biden yet about these allegations from a former Hunter Biden business associate that uh, Hunter would call his dad, then the vice president, and put him on speakerphone to chat uh, uh, with his business associates. So at the conclusion of this event, I had a chance at the president's invitation, he waved us on over uh, to ask him. There's this testimony now where one of your son's former business associates is claiming that you were on speakerphone a lot with them, talking business. Is that what? I never talked business in and I, I knew you'd have a lousy question. Well, what do you, it's, why is that a lousy question? Because it's not true. Thank you, Mr. President. This is not true. And so he wanted to talk about the transition to a green economy. Uh, He did not want to talk about that, but it does now conflict with the sworn testimony of Devin Archer. Devin Archer went under oath to talk about these speakerphone calls. Uh, Some of the Democrats that came out of that room where they were listening in private said that the president was just talking about the weather, but he's saying that they didn't talk at all. Back to you. Very interesting stuff. Great job, Peter Ducey, as always. He will um, he will deny that uh, till he goes into the uh, the jail in shackles. I mean, the guy he just has no problem lying to whoever he has to lie to to get his message across. That's that's what he does. Uh, you know, I was listening to somebody who said 
Um, was it on? I'm trying to think what show it was on. Anyway, it's not really important, but uh, they said uh, to Ted Kennedy, I guess it was, who's the smartest person in the Senate? And he gave an answer, and, and uh, they didn't say what the answer was. Like, oh, it's President Trump who said this. President Trump uh, asked uh, Ted Kennedy, because he knew him, who was the smartest guy in the Senate, and, and Ted Kennedy gave an answer. And then he said, well, who's the dumbest? And uh, Kennedy smiled and said, Joe. And Trump said, Joe who? He said, oh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden, the dumbest guy. I mean— if you look at all of these accusations right now about what Trump has done, where they think they're being so clever with these LLCs and things like that and how they, quote, covered their their hindsight, you know, the, the fact of the matter is it's not a, a very good cover-up. I mean, it's been exposed rather quickly when someone just started to pay attention to what's going on. Right. And, and uh, uh, I don't but know. Joe's gotten away with it for so long. Yeah. Even while he was a vice president, look at what he did. But he gets into the Oval Office. Now there's a little more scrutiny. Not a lot of scrutiny because, you know, the, the, the left controls the media. They control the narrative. and they're, they're, But they're having a hell of a time trying to keep up with uh, Joe's nonsense. I can yeah. say that. And yeah. they slip up every once in a while. Well, I, I don't know how uh, this is going to go. I mean, I look at what's happened. We, Joe had eighteen hundred boxes of classified documents. Some were even in Chinatown. Okay, uh, I, I'm not sure. I guess Chinatown. And do you know what what Chinatown? I, I heard it. I've heard it. Beijing. Using, no, it wasn't in Beijing. <laughs> <laughs> that no, no, Chinatown. No, <laughs> I, I don't know whether this is New York or Philly or whatever. But the, the fact is, San Francisco. He I had a know. bunch of these documents, these classified documents, in Chinatown. And the first thing that came to mind was, wait a second, if he supposedly is uh, being paid by the Chinese to do certain things and to look the other way and all that stuff, or or influence something. Uh, is it a coincidence that all of a sudden these classified documents, which obviously mean a great deal to our country, are being stored uh, unprotected in a in a storage area in a, play, a section of town called Chinatown? I mean, this is the kind of guy. And and the, the other thing that gets me is they don't they don't go after Biden for this stuff, you know. And and by the way, Mike Pence all of a sudden he's going after Trump on everything. He, you know, he sounds like the attack uh, puppy. And uh, the oh, fa- he's on, I think he's on the payroll now. But the thing is, you know, they found a bunch of documents in his house, too, and they just kind of dropped the whole thing. Oh, it's not a big deal. It's just, and by the way, the only one who uh, on the surface had a right to bring documents to his Trump, own place is Trump. Him. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, but see, I think what they're ultimately trying to do is saying they want to say that the 2020 or the 2017 election was stolen, that, that he was not legitimate. Well, you know, he was a legitimate president. He, he was, and he's more legitimate than Biden is. Mm. Let's just put it that way. You want to take that illegitimacy thing? Well, then let's let's take it all the way. And the person that was more legitimate is Trump over yeah. Biden. Well, yeah, especially now with the evidence that's coming out of uh, Michigan, which I think, you know, with what they got, they should throw it out there and say all the electoral votes from Michigan. But this is this is Michigan, Bill. This is this is the this is Michigan. It is uh, run by a, a corrupt governor and her administration. They don't want this truth out there. This thing will get buried fast. And you, you can say, uh, 
Well, I'm not, it may not be enough electoral votes to flip the election, but then again, it might. Yeah, because uh, there were there were what four key states. Hey, look that, at it. If 27 states who complained about the elections filed a lawsuit against you know with the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court turned it down for uh, a lack of what jurist uh, lack of what do they call it? Uh, uh, not last essentially lack of jurisdiction. They didn't have a. Um, I'll think of that later too. This is what happens when you get older. Um, oh. uh, standing, lack of standing. Thank you very much. Well, I, wait a minute now. Well, let's back this bus up. Filing with the Supreme Court. Uh, could there be enough evidence now with the Michigan thing to kind of lump it in to give the Brunson case? I, I wouldn't put any evidence, any uh, hope in the Brunson uh, case. All I've heard for the last uh, year is, oh, the Brunson case is coming up in front of the Supreme Court, and then this they is going to be a every time. this is going to be a game changer. And then the Supreme Court just rejects it, summarily rejects it, boom. And they refile something and make an adjustment. Oh, the Brunson case is back. It's becoming like a bad penny. It's like, oh, the Brunson case is back. Well, we know where that's going. And Well, because uh, I think because if, if the case went forward, there would be so much uh, the... the there would be a lot of people that would have no more power. Well, I, I don't. I yeah, you're absolutely correct. If the Brunson case were to be looked at honestly, uh, and if it were to be a, a decision in favor of the Brunsons, there'd be a lot of representatives and senators who'd be uh, out of work. But mm-hmm. but the fact is, they're not going to do that because you know we're asking the government to fix itself. You know, to uh, remove the corruption, and it, we're asking the people who are corrupt. In many ways, some people think that the Supreme Court is not an honest uh, playing field, too. You know, I mean, there are co- corrupt people on the Supreme Court, supposedly. Uh, I mean, is there any place in Washington where we have honest people? You know, I mean, they call it a swamp, you know, for a reason. By the way, I don't know whether you're aware of this or not, but D.C. was actually built on a swamp. swamp. Yeah. So um, Trump was interviewed by Eric Bowling. Uh, yesterday right. it was a good interview, about half hour long, and um, uh, he talked about. Uh, first, he talked about the January sixth evidence that mysteriously disappeared. You know, now that we have the subpoena power, because we now have subpoena power, all of a sudden the J six committee, the unselects, I call them, everything was deleted and destroyed. The documents, everything was deleted and destroyed. Uh, that's a criminal act. So all of that stuff, all of that nonsense you watched for a year and a half go on with all Democrats and two so-called Republicans, but they were worse than any of the Democrats, Kinzinger and Cheney, uh, it's all been deleted and gotten rid of. They deleted it because they didn't want anybody to see it, because the real answers were there, but they didn't want to report it. You know, that gets me. I mean, this is information that was in the January 6th committee you would think that by law it had to be preserved in some form uh, for at least five years or, you know, I mean, maybe forever. It was a hearing. It was a hearing. This is testimony that was maybe done in private and secrecy and stuff like that. All that stuff should have been preserved. And what President Trump is now saying is, oh, we accidentally got rid of everything. Who are you kidding? You know, this this is so illegal and so wrong, and nobody in the media 
is making an issue out of it. But you know that's what the media does nowadays. They do nothing if it doesn't uh, if it doesn't conform with their storyline. You know. Yeah. Um, also, Trump was talking about. They asked him. I guess the GOP in these debates wants all of the people on the on the dais to uh, to sign a, a loyalty pledge, a GOP loyalty pledge. And uh, here's what Trump said about that. I mean, I have a problem with the debate for another reason. I wouldn't sign the pledge. Why would I sign a pledge? There are people on there that I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have certain people as, you know, somebody that I'd endorse. So they want you to sign a pledge. But I can name three or four people that I wouldn't support for president. So right there, there's a problem. Okay, right there, there's a problem. I I think that's a smart answer. I mean, you know, you got a Mm -hmm. bunch of people. I can name some myself who I would never support. That being said... Uh, Ron DeSantis officially signed the 2024 GOP loyalty pledge. He vows support for the nominee if he does not win the primary. But the fact of the matter is, Bill, of course, it'd be easy for him to sign it because the the person who's going to be the uh, candidate probably is going to be Trump. And he can Mm -hmm. support Trump. But uh, uh, I thought that was interesting. Uh, Uh, It is. Uh, January uh, 6th. Now, of course, they they threw out, uh, they lost all the evidence. But, you know, Jack Smith. They do have one thing that they they did hold on to. Uh, it, apparently, it was a memo or a letter from uh, one of Trump's attorneys, uh, Chesbro, mm-hmm. who uh, came up with a strategy. And it was a, it was a strategy, and this letter was December sixth. As a matter of fact, he even said this is a strategy that could you know, get the Supreme Court to act, and even if they acted against you, it would open up the the power to sit there and, um, you know, file claims and lawsuits that could possibly sit there and look at uh, different votes and overturn votes as strategy. But now Mm. Jack Smith is presenting it as, oh, see, they knew that they lost the election, and they were trying to conspire. They're even though it said strategy in the letter, well, that's just conspiracy. He, he, how this many guy, times? This guy is this guy is just a hard to take. The Smith how many guy. times have they sat there, a Democrat, and go, "We've got to get a strategy to win back this election, even though the vote didn't go our way." If it's a strategy for you, why can't we have a strategy? Oh, I mean, right, they have a strategy. Right. They have a strategy to bring down Trump. I mean, all all the the indictments that they're putting together are a strategy. To bring well, him down. That's a conspiracy in my book. It's a conspiracy to uh, to uh, control and manipulate power mm. and manipulate the minds of the uh, the public. Hey, and you're using the media. If you are uh, part of uh, the Trump defense team, I would submit that you could probably get uh, audio uh, and video too of the entire proceedings. I think they, even when it wasn't seen on television, I believe they had cameras in the room. Mm-hmm. And maybe if you can get uh, the video. You can get uh, transcriptions made of every word that was said in that hearing, and at least you'll have something to look at and to read. I'm sure they're going to do that, but uh... some some person with nothing better to do recorded the whole damn set of hearings out there. Somebody in the population now, whether and it's probably there's a liberal and there's got to be a conservative that did it too. You know, so you're right. You could get the transcripts, but you can't get the original documents that they had, which they 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 parsed through to take out, you know, what they wanted to say and leave 
anything mm -hmm. that was damning to them in it. If they've destroyed those documents, you want the original documents. You want the original source. I don't know how I don't know how they can possibly think that uh, people will just say, "Well, that's okay. It was just a committee hearing, and we don't need to have the actual evidence that you were using to crucify an, an American citizen." I mean, why would we want to say that stuff? I mean, uh, but anyway, uh, it, it, right now the media is just—they're amazing. They are—they're blatant. You know, it used to be when the media was doing stuff. They were kind of subtle about it. You really didn't know. Mm -hmm. But now they are so upfront with their position on everything. There's no question. There's no question. Uh, by the way, uh, if something comes out uh, about uh, Biden in the next day or so, you can count on Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis to uh, present her indictments against, against Trump. And now they're saying uh, it may be... Uh, racketeering and conspiracy charges. Mind you, what was it that uh, Trump supposedly said, Bill, that he's being uh, found uh, to be we such We need a to find 11,780 votes. That is not conspiracy. That's saying, those votes are out there. Let's go find them. Yeah. You know, now maybe they were, you know, credited to the wrong side, however it is. What he's saying is we need to investigate this election. Uh, Mr. Pence, do your job and just say, folks, there is a question of fraud. We're going to suspend the count of the electoral votes until we get the real count in, and then we can continue with it one way or the other, but we get an absolute answer. You know, yesterday I, I heard uh, Hannity talking with Bill O'Reilly and they were talking about Pence, and they were talking glowingly about what a great guy he is, and a born-again Christian, and he's so so decent a human being. By the way, when as soon as I, I hear them say decent and see how he's acting right now with Trump, I think, oh, you got to be talking about a different guy, pal. I don't care what you say about him. A, de a decent man doesn't turn around on, on the guy who gave him the biggest break of his political career and then stick a shiv in his back. That's just that's just uh, my He's opinion. He's a backstabber. And what, what state is he from? Pence is from Indiana. Indiana. Well, so, you know, yeah, Indiana, he represents you. I mean, he's a backstabber. He's a... He's well, a... if you listen to O'Reilly and Hannity yesterday, and I was thinking, you know, a lot of people are saying that these guys have just lost their edges. Uh, Hannity has become kind of a... a He's more egocentric than he used to be. Uh, he maybe he maybe he isn't, he, but he sounds it. I, and being in the business broadcasting for as long as I've been in it, I do hear a big difference with his presentation. Well, yeah. he believes his own crap, you know. And and I'm not saying that when he was uh, a true right wing conservative that it was crap. But then again, were they his thoughts or were mm. they taken from Rush Limbaugh? Because he is a ship. Well, that's true. See, using Rush's rudder to steer and navigate, and when Rush went away, yeah, he started he started meandering, and you know, and meandering you know, that's all interesting. You should say that. I used to think he must have listened to the three hours of Rush while he was doing his show prep for his show, because he would just continue on with a lot of the same things, you know. But now the guy talks about his uh, mixed martial arts, and he talks about a lot of because things. He's that, got nothing to talk about. Yeah. 
Well, uh, it's a shame, but he was talking about Pence, and they were saying nice things about Pence, and of course, Bill O'Reilly. I like, you know, I like the guy in the. In yeah, some, he's never been. But a big he, boy, does he love to he loved to pontificate. Oh my gosh, Bill, come on, relax. Uh, he, he, he just, he just was. My, my word is uh, is absolute. And uh, if you have you know another why opinion, you pontificate, you pontificate because you have a point. You just lost it. So you're wandering around through the crevices, cracks, and streams in your brain trying to find that point. Well, you know, so he you're was throwing say, out any, anything. He was saying, say. well, actually, Pence was right. Uh, the, you know, the Supreme, there was no, uh, no uh, precedent for a, a, a vice president to do what they forget precedent. This was an unprecedented situation. This was not a normal situation. This might be the first time in the history of our country we were in the situation we were in. There was questions of uh, a, a, well, fixed, me... a fixed election, and you guys, it, what he should have done, Pence should have said, okay, wait a second. He wasn't, by the way, he wasn't being asked to throw the, uh, the election. He yeah. wasn't being asked to change the election. All he was being asked was to put the brakes on the certification of the election. Right, send which it, he does send have it back the right to, to do. Send it back to the states. Let the states look at it again. Make sure that they examine everything to make sure it's it's uh, um, an honest uh, representation of their voting in their states, and then send it back. And then he can he can certify it. He makes it sound like he had the he didn't have the pencil said. I didn't have the right. Uh, I suggest you read the Constitution. No, sir, I suggest you read the Constitution. There were I many suggest anybody that's elected to office understand the Constitution should take a test on it. You know, if you sit there and run for magistrate judge, all right, and mm -hmm. you win the election, that doesn't mean you get to go and take the bench right away. No, 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 mm. no, no. They're going to send you to a course so you learn you know, the laws that you should learn and what you can and can't do. It's like anything that requires, you know, something of legality. You want to sell real estate? Yeah, you got to take a course and learn the law. You want to do mortgages? You got to take a course and learn the law. You want to practice the law? You want to be a politician? You ought to know the law of the land because if you don't, you're not serving your country, you know, you're just serving yourself. Well, the, the, uh, the situation could have been handled by Pence. It wouldn't have been a big deal. All he would have been saying is, I'm going to halt the proceedings right now, and we're going to send the votes back to the states for, uh, so they can recertify the state elections internally, make sure they're all audit the... Audit the, the, the yeah, uh, send it back and make them re-audit. Yes. You know, take your time, audit this, and recertify. There's plenty of time to do this. Yes. So just get it done, or you give them. You've got you've got sixty days to get this done. No, so you can do seventy. You can do it in seventy-two hours. I bet. We, 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 because I think they had a time. They had to have it done so that they could have the election at a certain date. You know. Uh, well, then he could have he could have done it back in December six. Said, hey, go and you know, there's there's questions. Let's go ahead and get this back, and you get it audited. Sure. You have to have it back by this date. And recertify. Now there'd be some states going. No, nah, we don't have to do that. So yeah, actually, you, you do. do. Yeah, you do. And if you don't, we will bring in an independent that's auditing exactly council. Right. And that's what I would have done as vice president. 
and we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. Chances but are Pence is walking around, Bill, with this big feeling, you know, almost like a little boy being picked on. He doesn't want to hear it, you know. I but didn't, his story he, has changed over the years, you know. Now all of a sudden, Trump was trying to tell him to do this. Well, gee, Mr. Pence, if that was the case, why didn't you say that back when, when you said something else? Did he threaten you? Or are you just making this crap up? I tend to say you're a liar. Now he's uh, bragging almost that he's uh, he'll do the right thing and testify if asked to testify. He's, he's making it sound like he's a patriot. No matter what happens, if they ask me to testify against Trump, you can count on me because uh, when you look in the in the dictionary for the definition of weasel, you'll see my picture. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and uh, the definition of somebody that's for sale, there's Mike Pence. You know, I, I, uh, I, I was. I said it. Yeah, I was kind of <laughs> surprised when I I heard uh, O'Reilly and Hannity, you know, giving all these pr wonderful, you know, pr praiseworthy uh, description of of Pence. But I thought, eh, it doesn't surprise me. Nah, these guys, they like you said, they start to believe their own press clippings, and it it. They start to think that they're uh, above the people that they're talking to on the radio, like they have the yeah. answers. But trust me, friends, uh, that is not the case. You and I, Bill, have worked in broadcasting. I've, I've been in broadcasting for a long time, longer than uh, I'd like to even admit to. And uh, I've met a lot of people who do, have been very successful in talk radio. And, and there are some who, by the way, start to believe their own press clippings. It's a very heady thing when you do a talk program and you start to, to succeed. You start to think, oh, I'm a bigger deal than I thought I was. You know, hey, I got them all believing in me. Everywhere I go, people are nodding their heads and bending their knee at me. Oh, and I Bowing got that, down to me, yeah. And I got that impression when I heard these two guys talking yesterday. Um, I, you, that's not the way it should be. You know, and all it, these guys write books. They've written a lot of books, and I'm going. Did they? Now you're you're a writer. You've sat mm -hmm. down to write before, but how easy is it just to sit there and write? You know, a book. It's not as easy as some people portray. Yeah, I sat down and I worked on this. What Hannity might have done is had power thoughts. You know, people should have the right to. Can you take that that sentence and embellish it into a paragraph? You know, Bill, no. a lot of people who write nowadays, like Hannity, they don't do the writing. They no, get they get the credit. Bill O'Reilly, for example, his uh, uh, what's the name of his series? Uh, killing the killing the this or killing the that. Everything is killing the, you know. Uh, and he's had a, an incredible success uh, with those books, but he really doesn't write them. You know, he, he has a guy named Martin, and I can't think of his last name, who is the writer. He gets he gets the small print on the front cover, and Bill O'Reilly gets the big print. And there's a reason for that. It's all marketing. Bill O'Reilly mm -hmm. has the name. Bill O'Reilly will draw the people to the book, and and that's not that's not a little thing. That's a big deal. If you put Martin's book out there by itself, it would sit probably in the back shelf and nobody would find it. But you have Bill O'Reilly on the front cover, and everybody's gonna going to look for it. It's going to become a million seller, top 10 in New York Times uh, almost instantly. But uh, for the most part, these guys like Hannity and uh, and Bill O'Reilly don't do the writing. 
No, not at all. I mean, it's look, you know, we we live in a sham world, and they're part of it. So mm. that's all there is to it. I'm not going to go into a lot of. You know, I I think people get it. Hey, before I forget, and we did talk about uh, we did talk about electric vehicles a little while ago, but I don't know whether you saw this. Uh, electric vehicle maker Lucid, I never heard of him, Lucid is not in the fast lane to profitability based upon a new report. Uh, mm. Lucid, which targets the luxury end of the EV market, the luxury end of the EV. I guess I thought Tesla was a luxury car, you know, but uh, the, apparently there's a even higher end to the EV market. Uh, mm. They reported uh, it brought in $150.9 million after selling 1,404 vehicles in quarter number two and expects to hit its production goal of at least 10,000 vehicles this year, the company announced in a news release posted on its website. Far down in the copy of the presentation uh, used for its earning call, there was some very small numbers that you weren't really supposed to look at. Uh, you know, yeah, some look very good. They made $150.9 million in revenue. But uh, they also said that it cost them $555.8 million to produce that $150 million worth of revenue, which is not a good business model. Trust me. Uh, it says that uh, essentially uh, it cost $500,000 they lost $500,000 on every sing single vehicle that it sells. Think about that for a second. If they have 1,404 cars and they're getting X amount of dollars for the cars, they're losing half a million dollars on each yeah. one of those cars. How can they stay in business? Well, I don't know, <laughs> but you know, I, I, I'm not even convinced on the electric business anyway because... There is so much pollutants in making the electric car. Yeah. Uh, you know, if I'm going to go with green energy, uh, I'm going to go with the uh, the hydrogen cell. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, the byproduct, the, the, the pollution of uh, hydrogen is water, is isn't it? Water. <laughs> and the fuel to make hydrogen is water. Uh, that is... Such a logical a solution. And apparently, Bill, we talked about this before. They have prototype engines that work on hydrogen. They have trucks in California that can actually go and climb the inclines. Now, I will tell you this. The trucking industry and the railroad industry, you're not going to make an electric engine. You're not going to make a hydrogen engine yet that can power a big semi that carry the two trailers or the, the big trailer loads. They're not going to make the inclines and go up hills. You're going to have the shorter box trucks that can go electric or hydrogen. But how long does it take to charge an electric battery? Several hours? Oh, yeah. Get it up to... Yeah. Okay. A hydrogen cell can be filled up in about three minutes. Well, why couldn't they make a car that that runs on hydrogen and gasoline? On the, on the hills and the steep well, grades, you hit a switch? You can. I mean, you got the uh, the electric uh, gasoline hybrid. Mm -hmm. But, you know, uh, and, and, you know, hydrogen, what well, used to be called Brown's gas, I believe. You know, the original yeah. form of it. Yeah. And because uh, basically all you're doing, the electrodes, and you're separating the oxygen and the hydrogen H2O. You're taking the hydrogen out 
and that's the gas, and you are turning, you're, you're using that. It's a little more complicated than that to make it work, but simplicity, I mean, for a science project, for I had a son that was not doing well in science, so we took a peanut butter jar and made a hydrogen cell to where you could light the flame on the top, you know? And Amazing. I'm like, <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, and the teacher sitting there going, well, this could be a bomb. And of course, he's sitting there going, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no. Yeah. But, you know, you, you can go to YouTube and see where people have made hydrogen cells out of fish tanks, and they've blown up. But, you know, the point is, is that hydrogen is really, in reality, safe, safer than the battery, safer than gasoline. And um, I would think that would be where to go. But in the meantime, we're being told uh, that electricity is the answer. And we cannot, by the way, get the lithium that's needed for those elect- those electric batteries because it's a will be polluting the environment in the U.S. That being said, we will buy it no problem from China. We'll buy mm-hmm. all this stuff from China. And- you know, we have lithium up in the New England states. We have it down in Arizona. We have it all over this country. We have lithium. What is lithium? It's kind of like dirt. Yeah, it's dirt, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, don't look for us uh, anytime soon to uh, to mine this stuff here. I think Biden was out during his Grand Canyon tour this week, uh, saying how uh, they were looking to uh, make it even more off limits than it is now. So, yeah, you know, well, yeah, I guess he was over in uh, Nevada, Arizona, stuff like well, that. Well, he didn't he know was... which state he was in. I think he was in Nevada, but he thought he was in Arizona, which is not a hard thing to do. I mean, you know, when you're up in Navajo country up there in the Grand Canyon, you can be uh, on one side in one state. And Well, you know, you should give them away when you got the silver mines and the copper mines up there, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, over in Nevada, you know, that's, you know, and... Um, but, hey, hey, you know, but he was after the Native Native American uh, vote and, and, you know, talking about their sovereignty and all of that. And I'm like going. Yeah, good luck with that. Um, you know, I, I want to, uh, I've been wanting to play a long interview uh, with Greta Van Sestren. She talked to uh, uh, oh, yeah. Ilya, pa- uh, he's a Russian, a Russian former politician who was on the, I, I, I want to call it the Politburo, but I don't think they call it that anymore. Uh, but it's like right. it's like the legislature in Russia. And he was, mm-hmm. uh, he really knew what was going on in Russian government with the war and things like that. And he had become a bit of a critic, and eventually he was, he was kind of chased out of the country into the Ukraine. And uh, I don't think he's in the Ukraine now. I think he's uh, over here. But uh, he had a long eight-minute uh, conversation with Greta, about what's happening in Russia, and I'm going to run it tomorrow if I don't, uh, if we don't have other breaking news. Uh, th- you know what, though, this is uh, okay. Today is Thursday. Tomorrow's mm-hmm. Friday. Yeah. So if it doesn't come down the indictment today, it's coming down tomorrow. But it, it it it's based on the Joe Biden news because you know they're they're trying to yeah. cover everything up, but you know they got the tax records, and so to get the focus off. You know, it's really amazing to me with everything that's going on and all the revelations that have happened. We really haven't talked about Joe Biden and Hunter and all of the scams and the money and everything. And now we got the their their bank statements and the Democrats are going and still you've got nothing. No, 
we've got the smoking gun, but you're going to sit there and distract everything. And now there's even a story out there that goes, you know, America is really obsessed with aliens. We weren't obsessed with it until you sat there and threw I have it never out seen, into the news. I've never seen a criminal protected so much by the media. Never in my life. The guy has got all this uh, information that's come out against him. If it were an honest and fair uh, media, they would be all over it like flies on manure. But the fact of the matter is they are turning their backs. And if you talk about it, they're even saying things like, can you believe these people? They're talking about Biden but being you corrupt, know you know? Yeah, but you know what? Let's just say things get overthrown. Then, and we find that Biden and everyone's been lying. If the media was lying, are they not can, are they not liable for the oh, lies? Oh, so you would think, told? but and, and trust me, if, if Trump gets in, they will put a full court press on to impeach him again and impeach him again well, and impeach him again. You watch. You Trump, watch. Uh, Trump is doubting the Republicans that they're going to actually uh, go after Biden. Now, Marjorie Taylor Greene is going to introduce an amendment based on the old Hol- Holman Law, which goes back to, uh, oh, what was it, the Rule 1876? Because he, he didn't like, uh, you know, uh, government spending a Democrat. You know, the challenge, everything, and what basically she's going to do is reenact an old mechanism of it where you can, you know, limit the amount of salary or the salary altogether to certain bureaucrats' bureaucracy. In other words, Jack Smith, she's going to defund him and take away his salary to where, sure, you well, want to do this thing, you're not going to have any money to do it, and you're not getting paid, buddy. Well, you would think that would intimidate these people, but they are above the law. I mean, they're well, above the law. Well, yeah, the, it, the, it's going to encourage and, them and, to and find I, a little loophole. As we wrap this thing it. up, all I say is this, Bill. Watch the news today and see if you see more information on this guy being shot out in Utah, this uh, Chip Robertson or whatever his name was. Oh, they're uh, going to cover the story because they're guilty as all hell. Yeah. You know, and uh, or Or they're going to... Well, he answered the door with a gun. What kind of gun? What yeah. kind of gun did he have? Do you do you have, or, or are they going to go in there and, and, and they're going to plant in his house a uh, complete, uh, you know, armory in there? Uh, Craig which, Robertson, yeah. You know, the thing is, what you said is true. They should have had body armor uh, cameras on. Yes. They, they should have had them. So there is they, no proof. There is no proof for him, but there's no proof for them. Yeah. So you know what? Come clean. Why did you do what you did? Yeah. You know, um, answer the question instead of make up a lie and and, and boy, and plant evidence. Does that send a message to people who have different views on government? Uh, well, man. But there, there's a lot of that. You know, the, the, he's not the only person that's been hit by the government. And anybody that can tie directly to Joe, they get hit and taken out. And that in itself is a message. The Antifa attorney the, mm-hmm. to the jury you know america is being you know yeah. we are being shown these things for a reason hey listen if you want to contact us our number is 833-538-7868-833-538-7868 we have an email address too don't we mail at it's another day.com mail at it's another day Com. It's been fun. Lots to talk about. We'll have more to talk about tomorrow. Trust me. Uh, it's just that kind of a week, that kind of a news environment. But I think it's important that we end it on a positive note, and that's with the illustrious and always popular Bill Knight closing. Oh, you mean 
Hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here. That's the one. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>